I have issues, Bridget. What kind of issues? What do you mean? I don't like exercise. I hate exercise. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I have to trick myself to exercise. But you're so good at it. I'm just so impressed. You have to like come up with things and you have to hold yourself accountable. And I think that's really the hardest part. Yeah. Because Mike, I'll tell these things to Mike and he'll, he'll be like, I'm just not even going to bother. <laughs> like the idea of telling himself he can't, he's not allowed to do something that he wants to do is like <laughs> an impossible thing. Part of me thinks it's like having a very like, I think my mom was pretty strict and very like Catholic. And so it was like, there was always a hoop to get what you wanted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's the way my brain is wired. Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Which then, this is where I get fucked up in the head. Is that the way you're supposed to raise children then? I think it depends on what, like, I think you just have to be sensitive to your particular child because this is how I always feel about it. Like, I loved my parents. I think they were great parents, but I was such a sensitive baby child and everything fucked me up like that's why i have so many mental issues but that has nothing to do with like i don't think they were bad parents i just think that i took everything so literally everything so seriously everything was like this massive issue that i turned into a what do you call it one of those um uh, neur neuro my neuroses overcame their good parenting. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, even now when I hang out with my mom, she's like, just relax, calm down. Like, uh, she's always like, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm the one who makes it a big deal. And I don't know why I'm like that. But I anyway, the ultimate point is just make sure you're paying attention to how your child is reacting to your parenting, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. That's because if you think about it too, with your mom, like I wouldn't, sometimes you describe yourself in a way where I'm like, either you're a really great actor to hang around, which I don't <laughs> think you are. No, but most of the time when we hang around each other, I feel like, you know, it's pretty, it's really easy going. That's one of the things I like about our friendship. Yeah. From the yeah. beginning, it was like, oh, this is a nice person. She's fun to talk to. Done easy and so like sometimes i think we get in these cycles especially with like parents where like my mom's always like you're over dramatic <laughs> but like I, a lot of friends will say you're so grounded yes yes and so then you get in this cycle of that relationship yes oh you're right no actually you're totally right that's that's a mind-blowing i just had a breakthrough i think <laughs> Write it down. So. Yes, <laughs> because that's true. Because that's true. And I, I experienced you as very grounded as well. So I don't know. It must our moms are just assholes. <laughs> our relationships with our mothers. Good to know. Well, we can start right away because that is that leads perfectly into our topic today. Oh, nice. I love when that happens.
Welcome to Sex with Ghosts. I'm Molly, and I'm here today with the foremost grounding expert of the universe, Bridget. Hello, Molly. And today we're talking about grounding, earthing, and the Akashic Records. I am so excited for all of this, and I'm so glad you did the research, because every time I look at this stuff, I find it very overwhelming because there's so many different directions you could go. Yes. But do I sort of believe in grounding? Yes, I do. <laughs> I like to take my shoes off, especially at the beach, but anywhere, and just walk around barefoot. But not one of those people that's like going to do it in a show-offy, look at me, I got my shoes off, asshole way. You know, like I'm just going to let my feet touch the ground. Whatever energy is there, let it be. Well, you'll be happy to know that it is scientifically backed quite a bit. Hell yeah, brother. But just to introduce the topic a little bit on my end, I've been working on my energy this summer, as you know. So, of course. <laughs> the this, this summer of vibes for Molly. Yep. I have just been, you know, I've really been trying anything that might help my energy levels. And through that, I was introduced well. So the interesting thing about grounding, which I'll get to in a little bit, is there's a couple different ways to talk about grounding. So today's we're going to be talking about the earthing grounding, but then there's also just like a therapist version of grounding, which is very good for people with PTSD or panic or ruminations. Oh, yes. I don't think Mike knows that's grounding, but I think it is basically grounding where he's like, if I get, there's been times where I've been like really worked up about something and he'll say, think about both of your feet on the ground. And he's like, that's what my therapist says. But I don't think he's put together that his therapist is basically telling him it's grounding. Yes. Yeah. So there's a couple different aspects of grounding. So as Bridget said, that's a commonly taught coping strategy by therapists everywhere. In addition, you can also use the five senses, sound, touch, smell, taste, and sight to connect you to the present, which is also called grounding. But I recommend that you work with your own therapist to develop the right coping mechanisms for you. Nice. <laughs> yes. You got that in there. Yes, because especially with PTSD, we are not experts. No, we're not experts. Not that anyone who listens to this podcast thinks that we are. But in case you're new here, not experts. It, with things like PTSD, you do, we do want to work with someone who will find the best options for you because, you know, so any of these things can, we don't want to cause harm. Try and help you here. Yeah, we're just opening a window, not showing you a path. Yes. It's, yes. Very good. So instead of using the word grounding, I'm going to, from here on out, call it earthing because that will speak to more of the parts where we're talking about putting your feet directly in contact with the ground to experience the Earth's negative electromagnetic field. Shoes have made us slaves. It is one of the... Um, reasons why scientists believe earthing works is because of this electromagnetic field. 
you can walk bare feet, but you can also just wear natural leather soled shoes. As Bridget mentioned, it is the rubber soles that have led our current culture to be disconnected from (laughs) the uh, natural electromagnetic field of the earth. Do you have, sorry, I'm way jumping ahead, but I'm just curious. Do you have the critical stuff about this? Like people who would say why it doesn't work? No, I don't actually. Okay. So we are a little upfront here. It is a little biased towards this might actually work. Yes. I didn't see any of the critical stuff. I think because it's hard to disprove. Um, Yeah, it seemed very positively received by all of the articles that I read. There was very little criticism. It wasn't like you must do this. It was just like, this is a super easy, completely free way to heal yourself, pretty much, you know? Yeah, and I think in my own, like, Google holes, the only real criticisms I've seen is that it's like a placebo. Oh. But that being said, now they're saying placebos are effective because right. if it's something that'll change your mindset, that alone will create a lot of positive change. That's what I believe. Yeah, we can always be biased. And lately, I feel like we've been critical. Ah, sure. We haven't had a lot of fun Maybe this is true. So I like that we're maybe on board for this. <laughs> okay. And the the reason this works is because we ourselves have a bioelectric magnetic field in our bodies. And Forbes actually reprinted a Quora question <laughs> about electric fields in our bodies. Did they also reprint all the responses? No, no. <laughs> just just one by a man named Jack Fraser, who is a master's of physics at Oxford University, because he wrote out this like very funny response to the question, is it possible for the human body to create an elect- electromagnetic field? I want you to imagine me punching you hard in the nose. Trust me, it'll help make this description much more fun. Imagine you said something rude about my mother, if that helps. Did it hurt? I'm no fighter, but I imagine it probably did. Why did it hurt? Well, first, my fist connected rather rapidly with your face. But what does it mean to connect or touch? Our bodies are made of cells, which are made of of atoms. And atoms, well, they're mostly empty space. An atom is a centralized region of extreme density and positive charge, which is the nucleus, surrounded by a region of probability waves, which describes the wave function of the electron. So how can I punch you if my hand is just made up of fuzzy balls? There is no concept of solid at this level, so why should my hand make contact with your face? The answer lies in electric fields. Every atom has its own electric field, and when you put two atoms close together, they mess with the electric field of the other. In some circumstances, this messing around is what leads to atomic bonding, where atoms and their electrons find a way to coexist, which minimizes their mutual energy, and they resist being pulled apart. 
and this is what we interpret as the atomic bond, but sometimes they just bounce off each other. The two electron fields repel each other and the atoms go flying apart. So what you experience when my fist connects with your nose is actually the electrons in my fist repelling those in your nose. This repulsion obviously then causes a chain reaction of all the other atoms in your face, which are mutually interacting with, with each other, and they all repel in unison from my fist. The specialized sensations of your body then generate electrical si signals, which are fired along other specialized sections of your body, which creates a cascade of electrical signals being transmitted through the entire unit. In other words, the sensors in your nose send a message along the nerves into your brain, which you then process as pain. So everything that just happened was because of the electrical fields of our bodies. That's a plot point in Oppenheimer. <laughs> yes, actually. So I, when I was doing the research for this, I came across Oppenheimer too. And I was like, oh man, I haven't seen the movie yet. So I don't know. It's only worth seeing in theaters because of the, the effects, but the special effects, that's what they're called. <laughs> um, but overall, it's kind of just like, I'll give you the shorthand and sorry for anyone who doesn't know what the movie is about. It's just about a nerd who lays a lot of pipe. That's mostly it and builds a bomb while being a nerd. Got it. So, I mean, it's the same plot line as that. The, the 80s movie it was like real genius oh i don't think i saw that it was bad it had val kilmer i think that's what it was called oh no am i saying the name wrong i mean not that no one really saw it i only saw it because it played on cable a lot okay i was gonna say no, it, it's called real genius 1985 classic john grease was in it okay um those are the that's basically the two big names anyone would recognize all right. So we know that the body has an electromagnetic field. We can all believe that. Then, according to NASA, the flow of liquid iron in the Earth's core creates electric currents, which turns into the Earth's magnetic field. So we're both magnets. The Earth's magnetic field, well, this doesn't really matter. But I have read that it is a negative charge in the Earth. As I talked about, there's been many, many studies, scientific studies about grounding, including some tracking cortisol levels of people sleeping on a conductive mattress pad, which showed results after eight weeks of lower cortisol levels. Oh, wow. And then subjective symptoms reduced being sleep dysfunction, pain, and stress. And then also a 2015 study, which um, randomly assigned 32 men to com complete grounding exercises using actual grounding equipment versus sham grounding equipment. And after doing 200 squat-like exercises, researchers found that all men were equally sore, but men who grounded with the real equipment fared better in measurements linked to less inflammation, speedier recovery, and even a stronger immune system. Whoa, so what does that mean with this equipment? Um, let me see. Like, what? what is the equipment, you mean? 
Yeah, it's somebody who works okay. out a lot and very yeah. yeah. <laughs> they used transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulating electrode patches, conductive mats, and connected cords to the ground. Oh, okay. So it is kind of so these. I did some research about these mattress pads, and it looks like what it is, is it's a pad that you plug in. Yeah. It, so it creates the current. It's like a simulated current of the Earth's energy. But so you plug it into an outlet. Yes, you plug it into an outlet. See, that feels, does that feel dangerous though? I think so too. I, I don't think I feel I don't I wouldn't trust it, but I think the idea is that you, when you you're doing the studies, then it's like more scientific cuz you can actually measure the amounts of electrical current going into the mat. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. But also like if you're like me or Bridget like just go outside and do your exercises. Yeah. Do do them on the ground. Because the only criticism that I did see was a article that was like reconsider buying special equipment to ground yourself because these mats can cost anywhere from 50 to $500 or more. And really the earth is right there for you yeah. to experience. <laughs> just go outside, dork. Yeah. But if the um, there were some people that they interviewed that said, well, maybe if you don't have a patch of clean dirt or grass near you, you can buy this special equipment. This still feels like a like, where do you live that you don't have a single Detroit? Maybe. But I think even Detroit now they're doing urban farming. Yes. Oh, yeah, they are, which is good, which is great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In addition, this is, was all from a U.S. War News and World Report article. They interviewed Shamini Jane, a psychologist and founding director of the Consciousness and Healing Initiative, who recommends doing a standing barefoot meditation. And then Marcy Barron, who is a Woodsbury New York-based energy healer recommends just imagining negative energy dumping out from your feet and healing energy flowing into them. And even if, oh, she is the one who mentioned, even if you don't live near a clean patch of grass or dirt, releasing some of the body's toxins or unhelpful energy through a foot bath with Epsom salts. Which then remi reminded me of those um, Japanese or Eastern asian um foot pads have you seen those no you have a picture <sighs> yeah they're like um they look like feet diapers yes so they're often in asian grocery stores um, i remember seeing them when i went to korea and japan they're very popular in asia so what happens is you put them on your feet and then they get very dirty so people see that and they're like well obviously they're working i don't know the science behind it but uh but they're very popular 
it leaves more questions. Like, what are they putting in the pad? Because like when you take off your sock, the inside of my sock isn't dirty unless I'm uh, I put my socks on with dirty feet. Right, right. That might have to be a different episode, but <laughs> but it's available for it you. It's available. Purchase. Yes, nineteen ninety five. Exactly. It's a. It does seem more of a more of a scam. Maybe just go outside and and stand on the ground. The U.S. News and World Report also likened this to forest bathing because the point is kind of obvious. Grounding is a lot like going out into nature and experiencing mindfulness and deep breathing, which are all features of meditation, which are linked to all sorts of health benefits, which we've already mentioned before. So um, even if you don't want to say that you're practicing grounding, if you're like Matthew or Mike, Go out. You're a white male in your 30s and you have an attitude problem. <laughs> Take a break in nature. Touch the grass. The, these are all good things. We should all do them. I know. It's so funny. He'll be like all for that. And it's like, okay, I don't know why you're upset by people calling it forest bathing. Well, because it, it sounds woo-woo and people don't like woo-woo. Well, we've been led, led astray. Yes, yes. Just go outside. People, nature is good. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. We don't have to call it anything special. Go be outside. And it's disappearing, man. It is. And that's why it's really important. Oh, my gosh. We went to the Redwoods for the... I, I had not seen the Redwoods before. So we did a little Redwood walk with my mom and my brother. And it was, it was really nice. It was beautiful. Did you go to like mirror woods to a woods near Santa Cruz? Oh, okay. But it was, it was very nice. And we learned that the redwoods were pretty much saved because of capitalism, which you might imagine, of course, uh, because while at first people were all about logging and cutting down the redwoods, they soon realized that they could make money by selling access to visiting the Redwoods. Oh. And then, of course, there were some people who were like, no, you're not going to sell access to the Redwoods, which then developed the state parks. Yeah. There's a a Ken Burns documentary about national parks, and they talk about some of that. And, And did we watch that during the pandemic? Yes, we did. (laughs) It's good. It's very good. And I do really appreciate it because, yeah, imagine our world if it was if the parks were only like for rich people. That'd be terrible. Oh, yeah. Or if they were all Disney fied. Oh, yeah. Well, because that's what I think they had talked about. Oh, yeah. Because that's what happened in Europe, basically. It's like. It wasn't just rich. It was just like people dumping their shitty trash and everything, which kind of, I think, happened in the 70s anyways. But another story for another time. Yeah. So um, now we're going to go on to the Akashic Records. Bridget, have you ever heard of the Akashic Records? Yes. Yes. Didn't we talk about this on this podcast? It's possible. And maybe I got confused because when I heard it, um, the other day, I was like, what is this? And I did not know. But 
you know, doing more research on it, it does really relate to pretty much a lot of things that we've talked about. For the listener who might not know, the Akashic Records are the records of every bit of knowledge that every soul has ever gained throughout history, the present, and the future. Oh, you know what? I think we might have talked about it once, but I've definitely heard it on multiple podcasts in relation to a lot of occultists. This is a very, almost every famous occultist, I feel like, is like, oh, I have access to the Akashic Records. And that's like part of their flim flam scam. Scam. Yes, yes. Important to note, there is no judgment in the records. They're just records. So it's not like some experience of this is good, this is bad. It's just... Here's the knowledge. Here's the knowledge. Exactly. One of the earliest references to the Akashic Records at least in literary history, was made by Helena Blavatsky. Blavatsky. Oh, so we, we maybe we've talked about her. I have listened to a lot of podcasts about this woman, so we may not have covered her. I just happen ah. to have a lot of knowledge about her. Got it. Okay, so she's the founder of the Theosophical Movement of the late 19th century. Theosophy is an esoteric belief system that incorporates the philosophical tenets of Eastern religion and believes that no religion is higher than truth. Blavatsky claims that she learned of the records from, quote, Tibetan monks or Mahatmas. In a time that would have been very, very, very difficult to get to Tibet. Yes. They told her the records could be found in the, quote, Akasha or Akasa, which is the Sanskrit word for astral light or ether. This in Eastern belief systems is the fifth element of space and time. Supposedly, they consider the fifth element to be the fundamental fabric of reality from which all other elements emerge or the source of our material reality. Simulation. Yes. And then Blavatsky used these Akashic records to learn clairvoyance, psychic abilities, and astral projection. So, like Bridget was saying, she claims to have access to the Akashic records, which makes her the chosen. Yeah, the chosen who, and then she can start her movement. And she had many, many followers, including famous ones, which I never did look at. Oh, well, they say Hitler was into. Oh, jeez, That's fun. But a lot of what she talked about, you know, was a combination of what occultist stuff was out there, but also like she was essentially selling that. And like, you know, about any occultist slash cult leader is like there's a magnetism to what they're saying so the spread of followers is pretty wide because anyone who finds this and says i have the secret of the universe you're going to listen especially if you have money and you're miserable or power and you're miserable yes yes other references to the kashik records are from um 
Metaphysician Rudolf Steiner, who believed every action and word left a trace in the etheric realm. Oh, wait, what was his name again? Yeah, Rudolf Steiner. Did he come up during the, I think we talked about him maybe during stone, the stone tape theory. Oh, yep, that makes sense. Yep, that does make sense. And then a man named Edgar Case, who wrote many books on the Kashuk fields, who believed there was a storehouse of information in a non-physical plane of existence, which maintained a record of every soul's past, present, and future. I think these are just kind of referencing different people who had different ideas about what the Akashic records were. This is all from a Gaia article, just so you know. <laughs> Those who believe in the Akashic records, who follow the belief system of Akashic records, believe that the Book of Life reference in Exodus in the Old Testament of the Bible was a reference to the Akashic records. And also you could consider that many religions have that reference to the book of your soul. Yeah. I think that's like another thing that the spiritual woo-woo people or most woo-woo people will lean into to say like, see, it's we're all part of this yeah. larger thing. And then it leads into aliens or it leads into <laughs> other dimensional things, which I'm not saying they're wrong, but also it's a pretty broad generalization. The final person that referenced in this Gaia article is contemporary scientist Irvin Laszlo, who wrote a book called Science and the Kashuk Field, an Integral Theory of Everything. And Gaia called him a physicist, but he seems to refer to himself as a philosopher or a system scientist. And I think it may be possible to consider him a quantum physicist, but he mostly just wrote books and articles. Yeah, as I said, did he like do anything? Does he have any real accomplishments or is he just a guy who analyzed things? It seems like he's mostly a guy who analyzed things, but he is the subject of a one hour PBS special called Life of a Modern Day Genius. So he's obviously a smart guy. Should put that on my watch list. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I was saying, I found it at the end of my research. Otherwise, I would have tried to find it. I did end up um, watching a interview with him, though, so I did get some information about him. He's also the founder of the Laszlo Institute of New Paradigm Research, which is a kind of think tank kind of thing that encourages other people to do this quote new paradigm research which is kind of the crossover between science and spirituality. Just a fun fact about him. I think, and I think this is why he, if I were to guess why he was called modern day genius. Irvin Laszlo spent his childhood in Budapest, Hungary, where he was a celebrated child prodigy on the piano with public appearances from the age of nine. He received the grand prize at an international music competition in Geneva, and then was allowed to leave Hungary and begin his international concert career. Oh, wow. Yes. Talented guy. He was a talented young man. 
but um then his degree was a gen like it was a generic um this is all in wait where's sorbonne sorbonne is that france french oh yeah okay so he did receive his degree from sorbonne which is in france in paris oh it's in paris yep and he received his doctorate in the i i don't know how to pronounce french but sciences humans so the humanities i assume you just don't say the age Iman. 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 science Iman. i don't know <laughs> that's yeah. my guess science. <laughs> yeah like social scientist right mm-hmm. i think that's how he received his doctorate de lettres and he did lecture at Yale and Princeton, but I don't know if that means, like, wh- what does that really mean? You're a lecturer. I, I don't know. I think it's like the same as almost being a professor. Sure. It's like a visiting professor. Visiting professor. So he's a very smart guy. But here's what he has to say about the Akashic records. He likens the Akashic field as an attachment to the quantum field. And this led me down a rabbit hole to the quantum field theory, which according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary is the interaction of two separate physical systems, such as particles. So they're saying uh, the interaction of two separate fields is attributed to a field that extends from one to the other. So all interactions are on a field. So everything is a field. This is my basic understanding of quantum theoretical physics. And he's saying that Kashuk field is attached to the scientific field. That makes sense. Yeah. We've seen this a lot, right? Where there's like a gap in science. And so it's explained with some sort of mystical or spiritual thing. And so like this idea that there is all knowledge somewhere connected to something yeah it seems like it would exist but we don't know what that is so right now we're it's been labeled something else yes so the quantum field theory is very successful at describing particle physics and condensed matter physics however it lacks a formal mathematical foundation which I think is why that's the gap that Bridget was just talking about. It's still a theory because it can never really be solved mathematically. When describing his book, Science in the Akashic Field, an Integral Theory of Everything, the Simon & Schuster publicist describe it as thus, quote, from the world of science, he confirms our deepest intuitions of the oneness of creation in the integral field of everything. We discover that, as philosopher William James stated, we are like islands in the sea, separate on the surface, but connected in the deep. From his interview, uh, the interviewer asked, why did you want to study the Akashic records? And he says that he saw that when people are hypnotized, They can recall information seemingly from nowhere. And he wanted to come up with the simplest possible scheme to explain these experiences. 
So based on his research, he found that having this kind of field made up of all the information out there in the universe, this is the simplest possible explanation. He uses a lot of the electromagnetic ideas that we have talked about previously, like entering the delta state of mind as a good way to access these Akashic records. What is the delta state of mind? Yes. So the delta state of mind is the level of mind you are in when you're in deep sleep. Oh, okay. I think we talked, we've talked about this before. We have talked about it before. So the idea is that we can see when someone is in these deep states of mind because of the EEGs. And so this is similar to, uh, God, what was his name? The guy who did the mind control, Silva, Silva. Oh, yes. So it's very similar to the Silva stuff because when you are in the, so if you can stay awake in your meditation and go to the deepest level, it's pretty much the same idea. It's that you are gaining insight from somewhere and that somewhere according to Laszlo is the Kashuk field or the Akashic records. And I'm not sure if Silva also believed this, but now thinking about it, it seems very similar. And that's also why, according to him, you can access this information through hypnosis because the hypnotist is putting you into the deeper states of mind, and then you're able to access these higher fields of information. Also, explanation um, of why people can access information when they're in comas. Oh. And he talks about how even great scientists like Einstein attributed many of their ideas to imagination over rationality and used intuition to guide them to answers. And this all points back to the existence of Akashic records as the ability to give people inspiration that may be outside of them. Now, my skeptical mind thinks, is that really the Akashic records or is that your brain, your own brain? But couldn't you say that's the same thing? Yes, you can definitely say it's the same thing. And I also thought about that. But also this concept is deeply, as I said before, the concept is deeply rooted in many ancient spiritual traditions, as well as just the idea of a collective wisdom of humanity, which I have definitely been more on the train of recently, because otherwise, how can you explain how we advance as society? Yeah. I hope that wasn't too short, but that's all I have. Oh, that's not too short at all, I don't think. I mean, it was informational all the way through. Any any thoughts on any of this? I think it's very interesting that, that we got scientific evidence for it. Because then as you were talking about it, I was like, oh, I, at first I was like, oh, I should get the equipment. And then you made the really great point that the earth is free and outside. No, I also thought about, like, part of me does also want that because it's like, well, we don't, as um, modern humans, we don't get outside enough. And I wish we did. Part of me really wants to go out and buy grounding shoes, like just buy shoes without the rubber soles. Yeah. Like probably don't buy branded shoes. 
buy shoes from the farmer's market. Or no, I meant like, don't buy shoes that are branded as grounding shoes, because then someone's just trying to scam you. Just buy shoes without rubber. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Because then the market price is going to go up because it has it. Yep. You just need to find a guy who's bad at making shoes. Yep. Or good at making shoes. Good at making does shoes. Does not have a rubber machine. Yep. And also, I also agree with you, like as much as I want these grounding mats or whatever, I don't necessarily want to be introducing electricity into my everyday. Yeah. Like that feels weird, especially when you consider how attached we are to electricity. Yeah, yeah. We wear Apple watches. We carry a phone. We look at computers. We watch TV. Like how much more connected do we need to be? And I think that that is like a simulation. It's kind of like the same as like sunlight versus being indoors with your light on. It's like you need sunlight. Right. The light that you're experiencing within your home is unnatural. And so you're not processing it the same. I'm sure the bed thing probably helps people, but I think you're even better off if you just fucking go outside. Just go outside. Yes. Be a fucking person outside. Yes. I think that's one of the things that kind of like irks me when I recently overheard a conversation where people were discussing like how they've incorporated grounding into their everyday life and some of what they were saying. It was like, oh, I spent X amount of money on this thing and I don't even know if it works, but I I do feel better. And it's like, okay, but do you ever just go outside? Like, yeah. Because I also feel like you're probably not doing that. So you're finding other ways to simulate that. And it's even more absurd where you're somewhere where I'm at, which is like very rural and very easy to access outside outdoors. (laughs) Yep, that's very true. In some ways, we can blame that on just the culture of wanting, you know, to be... uh, God, I had the word on the tip of my tongue. Now I forgot. Like creating hipness. What what's it called? Like like buying you know, like buying a certain brand of water water bottle. They want to be in a cult in like the. They want to be hip. Yeah, yeah. I'm of the culture. I'm of what we're doing now. That's considered healthy, and it's like the biggest thing that people miss. And I I think about this a lot because you watch people all day try to cheat their health and growing up poor and knowing that like a lot of the way I was like raised in the moment like I remember being a kid being like I'm I don't ever want to own a tv yeah which is so funny and ironic now because I'm probably like the most tv literate person I mean it's like me and then I have another friend where we're like constantly like did you see this show wondering your notes on that character but that being said like knowing that we've built a world with very interesting, wonderful inventions, but then we kind of forget about where we come from as humans. And it's like, these inventions are great and they, you know, watch TV. That's fine. I'm not going to judge you for that, but don't come at me with your like water bottle that tells you when to drink water because you, for some fucking reason, can't just like choose to drink water. Yes, that's, yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. It's just like, we're so disconnected from yeah. being human <laughs> that we need to like supplement it with other 
with fake ways of being human. And it's insane because it's like literally just think about it. <laughs> just like spend a moment alone. Just shut up. Think about what you're doing and think about why it's difficult for you to just do the thing that you know that works. I don't know. Blows, and it blows my mind because it's like I know. I mean, life is weird and it's so difficult Yeah, no matter where you're at, because at the end of the day, it's the Buddhists that say it's like those moments where you're just by yourself, that is suffering. And it sounds so counterintuitive, but then you think about all the distractions and the distractions are just a remedy to existence. Yes. Oh, I, I recently had that self-awareness moment because I was... My mom left uh, yesterday and the night before I was sitting in bed and it hit me that she was leaving. So I started crying because she lives far away. She's very close to me. So I hate saying goodbye to her. And then like I, I picked up my phone and I'm like distracting myself for a second. And then I'm like, I just distracted myself from feeling emotion. That's negative and unhealthy so i yeah let yourself cry yeah just let myself cry and and that's that's one thing i always remind myself when i'm feeling like and it's not easy okay but when you're like frustrated or you notice like a spike in feeling and it's like how often do you get to feel this feel yeah yeah it's true like that's kind of a weird gift it is beautiful human experience I mean, don't go out and kill anyone. No. Those feelings, but it's okay to experience them and figure out what is happening. Yes. Allow yourself to feel feelings. Feelings are bad. Feelings are good. Feelings are good. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for doing all that research and looking into that. I thought this was super fun and exciting and definitely another like, here's an opening for so much more definitely because i did not go too deep into anything in particular but if you're interested in any of those things you can definitely talk about them more yeah let us know um through our social media at sex with ghosts underscore and you can let molly know at uh, molly mm9 and also i did want to mention i i haven't quite figured out how to incorporate it into my life but i did get a blue sky invite so <laughs> i might be on that how about you where can they find you you can find me at bridge underscore suck it you can show support for the podcast by giving us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast and you can show further support by going to patreon.com slash sex with ghosts Thanks for listening and see you next week. See you next week. Keep grounded. Bye. Bye.